Our gospel reading for this morning comes from the first chapter of Mark. As soon as Jesus and the disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to Jesus all who were sick or possessed by demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door, and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, Jesus got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed, and Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. Jesus answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came to do. And he went throughout all Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. Please be seated. We gather this morning, God, to worship and to sing and to pray and praise We also come seeking your healing touch for the things that ail us in body, mind, or spirit, for the things that concern us and disturb us. Ease our troubled spirits. Bring healing to us in every way. May your touch be upon us and raise us up, just like Simon's mother-in-law. In Jesus' name, amen. The healing of Simon's mother-in-law is part of a cluster of healing stories at the beginning of Mark's gospel. Just before he heals Simon's mother-in-law and the crowds outside her house, Jesus heals a man with an unclean spirit. And then following this story, Jesus heals a leper, then a paralytic, and then a man with a withered hand. Mark tells these stories at the outset of the gospel not only to establish that Jesus was a miracle worker with divine powers and truly the Son of God, but also to show us Jesus' character, compassionate, empathetic, caring, and tender. One way Mark shows this is through the common theme of touch in this and Jesus' other healings. In addition to Simon's mother-in-law, Jesus also takes the hand of a little girl who had died and restores her to life. He takes the hand of a boy with an unclean spirit and makes him well. Further, Jesus laid hands on people who were sick in his hometown of Nazareth, as well as a deaf man and a blind man. And people reached out to touch him, including a multitude of people at the Sea of Galilee, a woman with a 12-year hemorrhage, and the sick in the village of Gennesaret. Jesus did not heal from afar. He healed up close. And this touch conveyed presence and relationship. It closed the distance that illness and suffering can create. And it removed the stigma that many had experienced because of their diseases. Mark wants us to know at the outset that Jesus will not shy away from broken bodies or broken spirits. Rather, he goes towards them. He seeks them out. 
My favorite story in this cluster of healings is the story of the healing of the paralytic, which comes just a handful of verses after our reading for today. That story goes that Jesus was once again in someone's home, and again crowds gathered around pressing in. The home was filled and people were spilling out the front door into the street. And there were four friends there who were desperate to have their friend who was paralyzed healed by Jesus. So they laid their friend on a mat and climbed up onto the roof of the house, removed some of the thatch roofing to make a hole, and lowered their friend down in front of Jesus. And Jesus said to him, I say to you, stand up, take your mat, and go to your home. And the man stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this before. I love this story because it reminds us of the role that we can play in bringing about healing and wholeness for others. And this, I think, is the beauty of a faith community gathered around the death and resurrection of Jesus, around Jesus' healing ministry, and Jesus' example of care and compassion, empathy, and love. We can be like those friends who lowered their friend down to Jesus for healing. One of my favorite spiritual writers, Gerald May, who was also a medical doctor, once wrote, God's grace through community involves something far greater than other people's support and perspective. The power of grace is nowhere as brilliant nor as mystical as in the communion of faith. Its power includes not just the love that comes from people and through people, but love that pours forth among people as if through the very spaces between one person and the next. Just to be in such an atmosphere atmosphere, is to be bathed in healing power. And I think we have seen that healing power here in our church in these recent weeks. We have seen it in your support for Dottie Long as she receives treatment for pancreatic cancer. Dottie said to me, I don't have enough cancer to go around because so many people are praying for me and helping me. We have seen it in the recent, and I would say, miraculous efforts to move Carol Smith into Artman Home, where she will be cared for and loved as such a faithful servant of God deserves to be. We have seen it in the response to help the Sharp family, whose home was destroyed in a fire and in the help and support and prayers for little Avery Bryan, five years old, who is at Children's Hospital in Wilmington, and so much more. This week, we had a couple people who had surgeries. We had a couple people who were in the hospital. We continue to receive memorial gifts made in honor of our beloved Bruce Wechter. Forty women gathered at the women's retreat yesterday to reflect together on finding God and change in their lives. The prayer tree faithfully prays for our members and for the world and all the other countless unseen ways we love and care for one another here and beyond these walls. If we just take a moment to absorb that, it's stunning and beautiful and powerful. Our own cluster of healing stories of how we care for one another and those in need. How those who have walked the road of loss offer solace to others. 
how those who have been through changes and challenges in their own health or family's health are beacons of love and support. How everyone offers what they are able in order to say, you are not alone. You will get through this. God and we are with you. Like Simon's mother-in-law, we are healed and we help. We help and we are healed. As May says, just to be in such an atmosphere as this is to be bathed in healing power. The healings of Jesus were more than just a physical cure. They were about being touched and connected in relationship with the living God and restored to relationship with others. These stories remind us that when we are sick or suffering, we are not untethered from God, from others, or from the world, though it may feel that way. We are, in fact, more deeply connected because it is where Jesus who does not shy away from broken bodies or broken spirits, meets us in our own unfolding stories of healing and on the cross. As the psalmist says, God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. We see how Jesus did this for Simon's mother-in-law and the paralytic and so many others. Today, we see how God does this for us, in us, and through us how enable, God enables us to be channels of healing for one another. As we claim in the words of Isaiah, God gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen.